Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mike Brown fined $50,000. More importantly, Mike Brown not suspended uh, for tonight's game in Phoenix. It looked like the way he rather aggressively stormed the court that uh, he could be missing tonight's game in Phoenix, but the... NBA and Joe Dumars uh, decided otherwise, uh, but he was, in fact, fined $50,000 for uh, his two technical fouls, for aggressively uh, approaching an official, and then, of course, um, his laptop presentation. And that the, was crazy. You, you cannot, you cannot <laughs> present evidence as to why the officials are bad. Um, Kings now 23-16. and 16. There's a story in that that we'll touch on here in just mm. a few minutes. You know, there's obviously a lot of frustrating components to Sunday's game. Mm-hmm. You you just got to point out 21, 13, and 15. Mm-hmm. Like Domas is doing this on a very, very regular basis. Yeah. Uh, he is putting up monster, monster stat lines. And I don't know why. We talked about this last week with James. I think we talked about it with Matt also. There's something about that 20-point barometer that I think people look at differently. And the fact that he's averaging 20-plus points, I think it's the same 12 rebounds versus 10. Mm. I don't know why, but I think the number 12 is looked at differently. Mm. And I think you start to get into like an upper echelon. You start to get into rarefied air when you start talking about 12 rebounds and some change. He's doing that. Uh, Jokic is him, no doubt about it. But... DeMontis Sabonis is putting up some phenomenal numbers on a very, very regular basis this year. Yeah, man. Uh, I thought I thought Sunday he was a little quiet. Now, granted, I was watching the game and watching a football game at the same time, so, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I, did, I wasn't locked into every single play. But I was like, man, DeMontis is kind of quiet. Brooke Lopez, big center, maybe giving him some problems. Then I look up. It was in the third quarter still. I think when he got the triple-double, or he was close to it. And I saw those numbers. I was like, man. Like, I guess he's not having a problem at all. Mm-hmm. 15 assists on the night. And this goes back to what we've talked about a lot with him. That shooting guard, whether or whoever it is coming off the dribble handoffs and the, the guys that are ready to sh- catch and shoot, that's where he gets cooking as a playmaker. And it's not like we talk about this in the, in the playoffs. His game didn't change. I mean, he didn't have the best playoffs. But the way he played and his effectiveness, that didn't change as much as people try to make it out to. 
Mm. It was the fact that it didn't make shots. Kevin Herter out there making shots the other night. Malik Monk making shots on a regular. That's where you see the 15 assists come from. Mm-hmm. And he is he is just special. He just keeps it going. Keeps it going. I I keep waiting for him to, to slow down a little bit or do something different. It's not it doesn't seem to be happening. From the Sacramento Kings, Sabonis has had three triple doubles with at least 15 assists with Sacramento. Um, he's the second player in franchise history with multiple triple doubles with at least 20 points and 50 assi- 15 assists. Uh, the only other one is Oscar Robertson. Mm. He's got to be coming up on uh, breaking his own record or passing his own streak up, right? I think it was 23. The double-double streak? Yeah. I think it yeah, was I can't 23. remember what it was was his number last year for over two years or whatever. Mm-hmm. What was the game I watched this week where he had 20? I feel like it was the the Hornets game where they said he had 20. That game wasn't even finished. So 21, got it on Friday. Sunday, he might be up to tying it right here because it's just him and Oscar at that point. Like, Oscar's got the top three. Yeah. And then it's a bonus. Yeah. And he's about to pass his, his own streak up. Domas on the season, 20.1 points, 12.7 assists. Wow. And seven point, excuse me, 12.7 rebounds. I'm sorry, 12.7 rebounds, 7.8 assists is where uh, Domas is right now. And I Ooh. think, I'm, I, I want to double check this. I'm going to assume that he is because he was late last week. I think, yeah, and there he is. Uh, again, the leading rebounder uh, in the NBA. He's he's putting Impressive, up. Man. He's putting up an All Star season any way you put. I I don't know really know what the fans um, are thinking or what they're doing. Um, that should not even matter. I I, I thought there, at one point it was kind of on the fence on whether or not he was going to make the All Star team. I mean I think that's it, gone. it can't be. Like he's, he's got to be an All Star this year. Um, I mean that Jokic, would be criminal. I agree. Jokic is twenty five. 11.8, and 9.3. Anthony Davis is 25, 12.2, and 3.6. Then you have Rudy Gobert, who's 13, 12, and 1. <laughs> uh, the only three guys averaging uh, 12 or more rebounds are AD, Rudy Gobert, and... DeMontis Sabonis. And with all due due respect to the young fella, because I think he's he's having a a heck of a season, Mm -hmm. this whole Mm -mm. Shingoon has to be on Mm -mm. above Sabonis. Mm -mm. No. No. Let's let's, let's get that narrative right now. And and like I said, it's nothing about him. He's having a really good season for the Houston Rockets. There ain't no way in hell he should make the all-star team above DeMontis Sabonis. Sengun is averaging nine rebounds a game. Along with five. Again, very good. He's having a very good season. He's not doing what DeMontis Sabonis is doing. He's not doing anything remotely close to what DeMontis Sabonis is doing. He's averaging one more point than Domas and a fraction of the rebounds and a fraction of the assists. Yeah, it's not even close. For a lesser team. Right. So right. it's it's not even close in my opinion. You know, one of the things I thought about, I went back and forth with actually, um, 
with the all-star teams and all this other stuff, and we get so upset about Fox or even Domas uh, not being on there. I was like, well, man, Fox has told you a number of different times he don't even care. Mm-hmm. How are we going to care more than De'Aaron? If he don't care, then why do we care? And then I went back on that, and I was like, but no, it's about it. He may not see the forest or the trees. It's about his legacy. His legacy needs to have multi-time all-star, mm-hmm. three, four, five-time all-star. Same with Domas. Like, because these guys are so low-key, because they're just about winning and about about the the game and the, and, and the team, you know, they may not think it's a big deal, but it is a big deal for Domas to make the all-star team. It is it's a big deal for, for, for uh, Fox to make the all-star team, so – yeah, I'll care more than them. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's recognition. It doesn't have to be validation, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't have to be personal validation. Mm-hmm. Um, but they deserve the recognition for what they've done. Uh, both of them have played incredible. And you're right, like Domas, this is a, a, a no-brainer. De'Aaron is always going to be difficult because of the position and legacy, you know, uh selections and all of that stuff, it's always going to be difficult for De'Aaron. But Domas, this is easy. This is very easy. Domas Sabonis is an all-star. Domas Sabonis is an all-pro as of right now. Domas Sabonis is an all-pro. Do you think, uh, do you believe them when they say they don't care? Um, I do. I I actually do believe De'Aaron. With De'Aaron, I think De'Aaron... I think he cares about the recognition and the accolade. I think if he could get that and not go to All Star Weekend, he'd be that would be the best case scenario. Sure. I don't think he wants to Sure. He doesn't want to go. Yeah, he don't want to go for another three days when he'd yeah. rather be at home or something like that. Yeah. So I I and that's just my guess. I'm not I don't have any knowledge of it. But that's just I think that's his thing. Like he wants to be respected. He wants to be acknowledged, acknowledge mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Um but if he could get that without having to go to the to the festivities, I think he'd prefer that. Yeah, he's a hard he's a hard guy to get a to to get a gauge on. But when he said last year, I, I'm I'm glad I did it. Like I'm I don't care if it happens again. I actually believe him. Mm. Um, I don't know what he it, it it's I don't know what he wants out of all of this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly. What you like, mean. does he just does he just want to play? Does he just want to play and win? Um, some guys chase those accolades, and I don't, I don't have an issue with that. Harden chased them. Um, there's, there's a million guys in the league who chase those accolades. Yeah. There's nothing wrong Draymond. with it. I don't <clears> – well, good thing he's back and everything's better. But, God, you called that to perfection. I can't believe they marched that man back out there. No pun intended or pun intended. Dr. The King's birthday. <laughs> Just incredible. Um, I don't know like what De'Aaron plays for. I don't have to. Right. It's just like he's he's such a he's just kind of such a different personality. He's not a guy who you look at and you go, you know, they love the NBA life. Mm-hmm. That's what they play for. They play, some people will say that about Kyle Kuzma, whether that's fair or not. That's what they'll say. Yeah. He loves the NBA. I don't know that that's – I don't think that's De'Aaron either. Right. I don't know what it is. I, 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 I'm with you. I've thought about this before as well. Obviously, there's something that drives him because he gets better. That's the way I, I gauge it, right? Like, 
he's in the gym with Luke Loudson, mm-hmm. bringing him on the honeymoon. There's something there, whether it's just just winning, and maybe, but maybe or, that's it. Yeah, it's just being better. It's yeah. it's a it's a challenge. It's like a it's almost like a marathon runner, mm-hmm. like or a runner, or a distance runner of any time. Most people who run those races, you're not you're not competing against the people who are running two hours. Mm-hmm. You're competing with yourself. You're competing with your training. You're competing with what you did last time. You don't hear that often in the NBA and in the NFL, Major League Baseball, but maybe that is, in fact, what De'Aaron is doing. Mm-hmm. He, he's competing with himself. Yeah. Like, I right. want to be better than I was last year. Right. Which is it's just different. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, like I said, I yeah. don't even know. I'm sure he does. I, I don't want to come off disrespectful, but does De'Aaron even care about his place in the history of the game when it's all said? Does he know. want to be a Hall of Famer? Does he want or does he just want to be the best De'Aaron Fox he could possibly be in this mm-hmm. in this career? And whatever whatever comes of that, cool. But I just want to, you know, walk away from this game when I'm done saying I was the absolute best version of myself and got everything I could out of my talent. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's what it is for people. Uh, we'll come back. Much more Kings Talk ahead. Trista Crick's going to join us at the top of the 2 o'clock hour. Our man Jason Jones of The Athletic will join us in the 3 o'clock hour. Uh, we've got a lot of football to talk about as well. <laughs> as the 49ers <laughs> divisional opponent for Saturday evening is set. <laughs> we know who it's not. <laughs> and who it will never be this year. We'll discuss. Steel and Casey brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, well, real, real quick, I got some uh, information. Uh, I don't know if it's I got some information. I asked and the person uh, responded, but mm-hmm. shout out to KMB. HBCU night, February 22nd. Mark your calendars. <laughs> HBCU night at the Golden One Center, February, February 22nd. Wimby will be in attendance as it is the Spurs and Kings. HBCU night, February yep. 22nd. And just for fun, it is a Thursday night. Yeah. We could call out Friday. <laughs> it might have to be an after party for that one. HBCU. That's so what we need to do. We need nice to have an after party after that game. Nice little. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't need that. Come on, man. 
<laughs> Shout out KMB. We'll be Kendra if you're listening. I don't know if you are. Let us know what you need. I said, she, well, I, I texted her. She's like, "What y'all want to do?" I said, "Whatever, whatever, y'all, what you, whatever you need us to do, we got you." I be hearing rumors, man. They wanted us to host something, and somebody stepped in and said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" <laughs> like they was gonna do something. <laughs> HBCU night with your friends at KNCI. HBCU night with now 100.1. The station that wants used the tagline, all the hits without the rap. Oh, wow. wow. Say, hey, big dog, you might want to change that. Wow. Like, right now, right now. That's big. No Jordans at the club energy right there. Oh, man. Oh, bruh. Button up and Yo. all bottoms. Yo, only changed it because they got called on it. Y'all might want to fix that. Mm. But, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. I got you. HBCU night with Whitey Gleason. Come on, man. I love Whitey. Whitey's a great dude, but we got it. <laughs> That's funny. He is a great dude. He is a great dude. But HBCU night with Whitey is funny. Come on, man. <laughs> February 22nd, man. Be at the Golden One Center, man. We'll be there. Yeah, we will be there. In fact, James, go ahead and tell Michael we'll be there. <laughs> We will be there. Um, let's shift gears a little bit. We will, we'll obviously, we'll talk a lot more uh, Sacramento Kings. TK Gunn, join us. We'll talk a lot of hoop uh, with her. Uh, but the 49ers divisional round opponent is set. And it's the Green Bay Packers. Mm. The Packers absolutely humiliated the Dallas Cowboys on their home floor, on their home field and uh, have set up a, a matchup at Levi Stadium uh, Saturday night to take on the 49ers. I don't know, man. I don't know where I want to start here. Do I want to start with – we got we got a lot of time to talk about the Packers. Let's talk about the, the Cowboys. How how embarrassing was that? That was yeah. that was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll go back and say – I'm not going to sit up here and say, I told you because I said a number of different times. I'm not going to – I don't have the Coco Jones to to pick the Cowboys to lose. Mm-hmm. I'm picking the Cowboys to win this game. Mm-hmm. But I did say, I said, I'm going to know whether the Packers have a chance probably in the first five minutes of this game, five to ten minutes of this game. And they absolutely had a chance. After five minutes, I said, oh, boy. Okay. They can't stop Aaron Jones. They can't stop the run. Mm-hmm. They're moving the ball. These guys are wide open that Jordan Love is, is passing to. We might have some action. And then – you know, Dak, Dak just, Dak, Dak just does what Dak does, man. That's Dak. That's him. That's him. I didn't, I didn't tweet this out or nothing, but at the half, I said, I bet you, yeah, more than this. I said, I bet you, I bet you when it's all said and done, Dak going to have like 375 with three touchdowns and, and two interceptions. And it's going to make it look like, well, Dak, you know, he did what he could do. No, Dak was awful. He was awful. He was not. He did not play championship quarterback uh, at all in that game. 49ers knew that game was a wrap into the second quarter. You see what Shanahan said? <laughs> no. Said they started preparing for Green Bay halfway through the second. It's the right call. He was like, yeah, we were watching the game. We started preparing for Green Bay about halfway through the second quarter. Yeah, right dude, call. When it went to 20, well, it should have been 21. The guy missed the extra point. Yeah. But when it went to 21, nothing, I said, this thing is over. 
this thing is over. And, then and the it pick still six. got the 27-0. Oh my gosh. It's the still pick got six the right after that. The Cowboys scored is 27. The Cowboys are fighting back. Sorry, what? It's 27-7. I, I think playing for that team is too much pressure for those guys. You know, I thought about that. I thought about if there's just too much pressure right now to play for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, and, or maybe, you know, there are people who can handle it, but this group, coaching staff, quarterback, Micah Parsons, I don't know if they can handle playing for the star. I think that's what it is. Honestly, it's a, it's a mental thing, I think, because they're talented. Like, we know, we talk about Dallas. They're talented. Dak, is a, he's a good quarterback and all that. He has his issues and all that. But they have a talented roster, but they just fold in the playoffs. Like, I, I didn't expect this. I thought they would do it against the Niners or something later on. Yeah. But to do it against the Packers like that at home, like when you've been dominating the last two years, and this, this is an issue. This is the Dallas Cowboys story is you couldn't talk about their regular season record because everyone knew their regular season record didn't matter. Mm. Their season started when the playoffs started and ended just as quickly. Mm. That is incredible. Debo didn't even walk out with a bump box this time. <laughs> they just got run off the field. By the Green Bay Packers, it got to, it got to twenty. They got the the touchdown at the half. They knew they were getting the ball coming out of the half. They got to twenty seven, ten. I think it was twenty. Yeah, twenty seven ten, which was a, another fail yep. on Mike McCarthy's yep. part. It's like fourth and three or something yep. like that. Uh, you're not going to get back in this game. Got to go field for goals. it. Yep. Kick or go for it on fourth down. Mm-hmm. If you don't get it, whatever. But they got it to 27-10, and you're thinking, all right, get a stop here, and maybe you can score a touchdown, get it to 10. I mean, the Packers were almost scoring too fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were almost scoring too fast. Three different times, I think it was, nobody within 40 feet of the Packers receiver, wide open. I mean, it's just – it's bad. It's bad. And the, And the question now is – what do you do if you're Jerry Jones? It's Tuesday at 1.30 Pacific Standard Time. I can't believe Mike McCarthy is still employed. Mm. Like, how? How? I get, we'll talk about this. I get Jeffrey Lurie. I get, I, I, I get you rationalizing Nick Sirianni. But how do you rationalize Mike McCarthy? When Kyle Matson comes on this show and says, Cowboys enter in a meaningful game, it's Mike McCarthy versus mm. Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan, Pete Carroll, take your pick. Always go with the other coach every mm. single time. You think Kyle Matson's the only person to do that? You think Kenny Carraway and D'Lo and KC and Sacramento are the only people to do that? Everybody knows Mike McCarthy is a struggle in these moments. And if you're about, if you're Jerry Jones tearing up, talking about, I want to win a Super Bowl, you got the wrong coach for that, buddy. Mm. This ain't the one. So I I, I just asked the question. I, I know where I stand. Is it the coach or the quarterback? I think it's the quarterback. It's the coach. Mike McCarthy's won, it, it, Mike McCarthy's won playoff games. It could, it He's, could, won a yeah, number, I, he's won a Super Bowl. Dak has never done anything. Ever, every time regular season playoffs, the the things things get tight. He can't come through. Mm-hmm. He can't. He yeah. never has. 
and the way he looks, I don't think he ever will. Now, maybe you could say it's not the right pairing. Like, he needs a hardball to shield him for himself or whatever the case may be to help him out, and that's the way he'll win. But if you leave him to his own devices, which it feels like McCarthy was let him do because he just passes all the time, no matter what, forget the run game, just let Dak pass, he's going to fail. Mm-hmm. It's the quarterback. I don't... That's fine. I think it's McCarthy. Like if I if if I if I'm starting a fix, I'm starting with Mike McCarthy and not Dak Prescott. That's an easier fix for sure. No, it's the, it, yeah, it's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent easier fix. But I'm starting there, mm. and I'm giving a different. He needs to. And this the, the truth is the problem's Jerry. That's that Jerry's the true issue because he wants guys like Mike McCarthy to be the coach, mm. guys who don't challenge him. He him meaning Jerry. He doesn't want to be challenged. It's why the you know we 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 did have fun with the Bill Belichick thing. Would Dallas fire Mike McCarthy and hire Bill Belichick? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Dallas would. Would Bill Belichick go to coach for the Dallas Cowboys? Probably not. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, Jerry probably doesn't want a coach like like Bill Belichick. But that's the type of coach you're going to need for Dak Prescott because you can give that a year, mm-hmm. and you'll know pretty quick whether it's the Harbaugh Alex Smith effect or come up with a solution at the quarterback position because the quarterback position is a it's a longer term build like what do you, if, if it's not Dak what do you do because you could argue whether Jack, Dak is a championship quarterback or not and all evidence says he's not mm-hmm. but he's a starting quarterback in the NFL so how do you make the distinction how do you how do you go from how do you distinguish well I, I need a I need a championship quarterback without taking a step back and getting a guy who, whether it's a, like, what direction do you go? You can't just go find a championship quarterback. Mm-hmm. So your best bet is to try to fix the coaching position while working on whatever your long-term solution is at the quarterback position if you don't believe that that's going to work. What's uh what's Dak's situation? Does he have one more guaranteed year, I think? Uh, yeah, I think there was from... also a lot of talk about an extension this year. But it's probably it's probably because of what you just said, the one more guaranteed year. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what the what you do with that. I mean, if I didn't believe in Dak, my first thought would be draft a quarterback. Like that would be draft a quarterback. Now you got Trey Lance there. Maybe you um, give him a serious look this off season. This you know OTAs and training camp and things of that nature. But you, you last year, I thought two years ago. You should have been building for your, you know, your, your next your next plan with a different quarterback because Dak, he just and I, I he seems like a really nice guy. Like I, he, he doesn't get on my nerves or nothing like that. He's he's fine. He's a competitor. He just just doesn't have it. He's owed thirty four million dollars next year. Mm. He's got a five million dollar roster bonus coming his way. Mm. Um, they can cut him the year after that um, and get out of his money. Yeah. So, because I, I don't know what you do, I don't know. Well, I take that back. There are things that you can do to get better. That defense was pretty fraudulent uh, for the majority of the year. I thought the the game plan for them and Philadelphia, who we'll talk to, is if you can stand up and you can protect. They are weak in the middle. 
They're weak in the secondary. Am I reading this right? His dead cap money, if they cut him after after next season, is thirty five million dollars. Thirty six million dollars. Yeah. Man, I think I think Dallas still. I think they could still win something with Dak, like playoff games. I don't think they've hit their ceiling yet with this with this squad. I don't think you look for a quarterback unless you know like we've gone as far as we can go. What more you got to do? As far as hitting your ceiling, maybe they hopefully won, hire think, someone better than Mike McCarthy. Well, maybe. What was the stat? That's, that's what, the, what was the stat uh, they showed at the game? They've won the most games in the last three years in the NFL. Like thirty six games. I, I honestly, I think it's a mental thing for Dallas. Like come playoff time and all that, they're talented and all that. I don't think. Like I think you need like a coach or someone to snap them out of it. I agree that you got to start with the coach, but I also I, I agree with Jesse in that you've got to fix the coach position. But I agree with you, you got to do that because it's easier. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. you can't you can't change the quarterback until you until you can change the quarterback. Yeah, that's just not a position you just can go around changing. They also they also have some holes. On that team, they've got, um, like I said, the defense, the linebackers, and the and the secondary. Uh, I I just don't think it's very good. We've got three years of of seeing that at this point. Um, they don't have a running game. They haven't had a run game yeah. since Zeke. Um, Before Zeke got paid, yeah. yeah. And they don't have another receiver next to C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. And they've got they've got a lot of holes they've got to fix on that roster all while paying Dak Prescott top dollar. And I don't – what's the deal with CD now? Are you paying him yet? Is, is this the year? Or, like you got to pay him. Mike is going to get paid this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is Micah's contract negotiation. So the guys that you have on that team, like you, you, have, to, you have to hit CD on the draft. CD is due. Yep, CD also. You've got to hit on the draft. And one of the things about it, like when you compare the Niners and the Cowboys situations, the Niners did their work in the draft leading up to Bosa. Mm-hmm. So Ayuk is already there. Warner's already there. Debo, for lack of a better term, is already there. All this other those guys are already there. They didn't have to, once, it was, once they paid them, oh, let's go find the money to go get some guys. They were already there. The Cowboys – all the all the the shortcomings I just talked about on their roster, it's, you've got to find that in the draft. You're not gonna have the money to go get um, you know a better linebacker, middle linebacker, or secondary guy. The offensive line, how much, how long do they mm-hmm. hold up? Yeah. Things of that nature. So yeah. they've got they got some issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got a lot of them, um, which is m- m- maybe more reason why you've just got to ride this out with your roster. Because you've got to use your draft picks to improve some of those positions that you were talking about right there. You got to use whatever dollars you have to spend on improving those positions right there, and you'll just have to ride out your quarterback until you can't ride it out anymore. So let me let me ask you this question: You've got intel that tells you Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh, Mike Vrabel—they're not coming. Mm-hmm. Like, get that out your head. They're not coming to Dallas. Mm-hmm. You still fire Mike McCarthy? So I'm guessing part of what's happened since Sunday is communication with agents around the league about the interest in a Dallas Cowboys job. Uh, the fact that we're this far into it and it's no breaking news announcement on Mike McCarthy's, Mark McCarthy's firing leads me to believe maybe people don't find that job desirable. At least those names that you just mentioned uh, find them as desirable. Um 
Vrabel would be perfect for this squad. That that's what they need. Someone like that. Yeah, and I think I'd still do it. I'd fire Mike McCarthy mm. because, like, it, it, talent can win you regular season games, and it doesn't matter if you're fourteen and three and losing the first round, or you do what Philly just did, and you lose six of your last seven, seven of your last eight, whatever it was. Doesn't matter. You're you're both home and you both underachieve. So what you do in the regular season to get to that point, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who I don't know who the next head coach is. You know what I mean? That meaning like in the league. Like <laughs> for year Matt LaFleur was next. Eric Bienemy was next. Mm-hmm. Um I don't I don't know who that is. Jason Garrett for years. He was next. I don't know who that guy is. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't fire McCarthy without a plan. Like I said, and if those three I got go, that. If those three guys say no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to fire McCarthy just to fire him. Because mm. you can I, always fire him in the middle of the season and move forward after that. Like if if you don't have a guy now, you can hold on to him and still search for that guy. Whether it's Eric Bieniemy, Steve Wilkes, or uh, Raheem Morris, whatever you want to do, like you can still kind of look for these guys that'll be out there and available. I wouldn't move on from them because. At the end of the day, it's still football. It's still one game in the playoffs. And if you find yourself 12-5 and five again next year, you just got to win three, four games. You know what I mean? Like they, I thought last year they, they, were, they went up against a good 49ers team. That game they played against the Niners in a divisional round, aside from Dak, I thought everybody did their job. Mm-hmm. The defense stifled the 49 That was a tough – game they needed their quarterback to come through and he wasn't able to come through but look you find a way to win that game you're in the NFC championship if you're Mike McCarthy there's also I wonder how there's a certain level of deflation when you're a Dallas Cowboy you talk about everybody playing well and your quarterback coming up short Um, you know we'll go back to to Houston and Cleveland you know I Joe Flacco told a nice story to almost certainly round up his career the guy you saw Saturday morning, that's Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the other guy. Mm-hmm. That was him. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's, that's, that's why there's always been this, is he elite or is he even good? That, that was Joe Flacco right there. Mm-hmm. And there's a, you, 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 you get, you don't know if you're, if you're the, 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 the Cleveland Browns defense, you don't know if you're good, if you can measure up against C.J. Stroud, if you can measure up against Houston, because your offense is giving up points for the other team. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, your offense is giving the defense other possession. That's what happened with Dak. And that's what happened with the Cowboys. And I, I, I get the idea of not firing Mike McCarthy without a plan. Your plan, though, I think has to be a coach specific for Dak. Mm-hmm. Because you've got, to, you, you've got one last chance to make this work. And if not... You're just you're just gonna splinter apart, and it's 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 all over. And God knows where you'll be uh, after that. You'll be playing whoever under center, and you'll be irrelevant in the NFC East for the foreseeable future until you can get that fixed. Yeah. Well, not our problem. <laughs> That's right. It's not the Packers are. I and hope. Man, I, no, I, I will say, Jerry, give give Mike McCarthy another shot. 
Let's give him another chance. Mike McCarthy, three seasons in Dallas, all 12 wins, one and three in the playoffs. I'd give him another chance. He's due. He's due. Uh, don't fire him. Don't do that. Don't fire I know what you're doing. We all know what you're doing. We all know what you're doing. You want to continue to face Mike McCarthy in the playoffs. But you won't be facing Mike McCarthy in the playoffs. You'll be facing Matt LaFleur. Probably the second best thing to facing Sean McVay uh, in the playoffs. Matt LaFleur and, and Kyle Shanahan, I guess, are are they still friends? I think they're cool. Okay. Yeah, they got a little dicey during There's that little, draft. Yeah, a little, 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 little beef. But, um, boy, there was a lot of – there was a lot of steam rolling the 49ers onto the Super Bowl on Sunday night over mm-hmm. on Sports Extra. Mm-hmm. But you gotta you got a Packers team. I I don't think the Packers measure up against the San Francisco 49ers. But you just said it. It's one game. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be better than the San Francisco 49ers. They need to be better than the San Francisco 49ers on Saturday night. Absolutely. And that there's a big, big difference between those two things. Absolutely. I just don't think they will be. John Cena just needed the one, two, three against Roman. He got needed. his ass beat. He did. So so that look, the Packers, I think they're they're the youngest team in the league, uh, statistically. Mm-hmm. Um they they've done a really good job kind of transitioning from the Aaron Rodgers era into I'm gonna call it I mean it's Jordan Love. I don't want to disrespect him, but Matt LaFleur is like the CEO boss of everything. I think he's yeah. a heck of a coach. He's doing a really good job. Jordan Love looked great on Sunday. I mentioned earlier, I've always liked Aaron Jones and had a healthy fear of him. Um, they've got some good young ball players, but much like Joe Flacco, they are who they are. I mean, they're they're awful against the run. That wasn't able to be exposed against the Cowboys because the Cowboys are awful running the football. Mm-hmm. The Niners are not. And all those wide open, wide open trickeration type things, I don't think you'll see that against the 49ers defense with their all pro. Like, it, it is night and day, the the linebacking play for the Cowboys and the 49ers. And it's going to be hard to exploit that. The other thing about that is with them being so young, Kyle Shanahan typically feasts on guys that haven't seen his offense a number of different times, the players, like the eye candy and things of that nature. And he's going to have those guys' heads spinning, 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 trying to keep up. I just if the Niners, it's like everything else. The Niners take care of the football; if they're able to stay healthy. I don't see a scenario where the Packers can keep up with them offensively and stop them on the yeah. defensive end. Yeah, I think that's a that's an important component: the keeping up with what the 49ers can do offensively. Because mm-hmm. um, even if the defense has a down night, it pro- even if the 49ers defense has a down night, it's probably not going to be that down. Mm-hmm. Because this 49ers offense obviously is incredibly special. Um, but the Packers do have components on their team that's very good. I'm a little higher on Jordan Love than you are. Uh, I really like what he was able to do this year. I thought it was – I mean, I really did think it was incredible. I didn't think he statistically was amazing or did anything like that, you know, shot the lights out or anything. But under the circumstances, mm-hmm. you know, the Aaron Rodgers circumstances, you got those, you know, those clouds kind of being removed and you've got like that – like when they went from Favre to Rodgers, it was already established Rodgers is that guy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that with Jordan Love. It was a curious draft pick when they did it. Aaron Rodgers went on to win MVPs, and he just kind of sat there, and you weren't really sure what was happening. Mm-hmm. Packers made the decision, let's get rid of this guy, let's go with that guy. And under all of that, I was like, hey, 
the kid's not bad. I'm not going to make a proclamation on what his career is going to be a year in, but I think he's off to a really good start. I think they do a lot of good things. I think the Packers could beat the Detroit Lions. I think the Packers could beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't think the Packers can beat the San Francisco 49ers. To be fair, I don't know who in the league right now, in the, in the, in the NFC, can beat the San Francisco 49ers, which is, I think, why so many people have them you know, kind of penciled in in the Super Bowl. I think that's the wrong call because that is not how this game works. This is not a seven-game series. But the 49ers are clearly better than every team left in the, in the NFC. There's a formula. And that includes Detroit to me. There's a formula to beat the 49ers. The Packers don't have the components. Uh, we'll keep that formula to yourself, I guess, for another week. Wow. Or maybe you could share that with us. Uh, we'll talk more football. We'll talk Kings basketball. We'll talk NBA basketball. We'll talk with TK, Trista Crick. She joins us at the top of the 2 o'clock hour here on Dealing with KC, brought to you by Sky River Casino on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Let's get to these phone lines before TK joins us. 916-909-1320. Indeed. Football Hall of Fame right? Absolutely. Uh, Zay, what's going on, baby? Zay, what's up, bro? Zay, Bo. Hey, what's up? Hey, Baker Bros. Baker, Baker Bros. Huh? Baker Bros. You know, we had to take care of Baker Bros. I know D-Lo been on the train the whole time. Casey, you a little late, but that's fine. My boy I, Baker well, Mayfield. I, I'm not I'm not late because I'm not on it. Come on, man. There's plenty of room. Oh, well, hey, that was, that was, that was when we come into Levi's. That's fine. That's no, fine. the Lions are coming into Levi's. But now, you guys did God's work yesterday, eliminating the Eagles. Very successful season. Mm-hmm. Maybe you feel like you found a quarterback for the future for you guys. It's a great stepping stone season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I didn't think they'd be here. Yeah, I, 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 I think this is great for Tampa Bay. I think it's awesome for, for Baker Mayfield. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield has solidified himself as a franchise quarterback, either with Tampa Bay or somewhere. Uh, I think he's going to stick around because the way he went out in Cleveland, it doesn't get talked about enough, but he was hurt that whole year. He, yeah, and there was no yeah. one that would have played well through those injuries at all. And yeah. Carolina Carolina's just a mess, obviously. We've he had seen a it. shoulder injury. Yeah, his shoulder was messed up. Nah, he might have found a home in – he should have found a home in Tampa Bay. Good for him. Yeah, I hope so. Um, great coach, great setup, uh, great job Actually, by the Bucks getting rid of yeah, big ups. getting rid of uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, which was fun. <laughs> I mean, it was just it was it was it was perfect. Where I was happy for the team that was winning, and I was happy for the team that was losing. Eagles just missed another tackle while you were talking right now. Oh, that's a damn shame. <laughs> yeah, they man, you talk about a team just splintering apart. Oh, man. Those boys quit yesterday. Oh, That's what it was. God. They quit. Those, them boys quit weeks ago. I try not to say about like, pro athletes and stuff like that, but that was that was embarrassing no, yesterday. They, was they quit. They were done after, I'd say after the Seahawks game. Niners broke them. Niners were like, facts. yo, they, they started to question everything about their team, their coach, their ownership. The They started, man, really that bad? But then they played Seattle. And once they choked that game away, they were done playing with each other. They were like, we're done. Like, I don't want to yeah. – A.J. Brown, I don't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, they don't like Jalen Hurts. Got her – calm – I'm not here to be the Eagles defender here, but calm your ass down mm-hmm. talking to Jalen Hurts that way. Mm-hmm. Who the hell yeah. are you? Yeah. But that's the second time somebody did that. Yeah. Jalen kind of just sulking on the bench too, though. Yeah, he's probably sitting there like these dudes are sorry. <laughs> these dudes quit. Awesome. We went to the Super Bowl last year and these dudes quit. Now they're going to lose Travis Kelsey. 
or Jason. Jason, Jason Kelsey. Who has they Kelsey? already lost him. He quit. He was like, I'm done. <laughs> hey, I just want to let y'all know, y'all are ass. I'm retiring. That might be Nick Sirianni's saving grace right now, too, as to why he hasn't been fired if he's going to be. Oh, no, nah, keep him. No, his saving, keep him. his saving grace is people are probably turning down the job. That's probably, probably what's happening. Keep, like, keep like, him there. Like you, you've got, you've got, you've got, you, you've got a roster that appears to hate each other. Mm. And I'm guessing Jason Kelsey wasn't one of them dudes. So no. him retiring isn't going to fix nothing. He said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm done with this. Like, I'm, I'm not, not dealing with these guys here. anymore." And uh, uh, what's what's my man's name? Uh, Jason Dumas uh, mm-hmm. from, in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Had a tweet earlier. He didn't report it. He was like, look, I'm not reporting this. This is just me who I'm from Philadelphia. I watch this team or whatever. I'm just tweeting something out. It's not a report. But he said on like Saturday, he's like, yeah, when it was when it was official that he was going to be out. So, yeah, A.J. Brown's probably played his last game as an Eagle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like He's probably not. And then, then he that ruled out. Like easy work, yeah. He's ruled out. Then he's seen at a boxing match in Atlantic City that night. They've had issues with that issues all year with him. I think it was yeah, beginning that, of the season two. He was yelling for more targets and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think that was an accident either. Mm-mm. He was going to go somewhere where he was going to be seen. Yeah, he was front row. He was making a point. <laughs> he's yeah. AJ bro. No hoodie, nothing. Like, yeah, you you you're gonna let it be known that I'm mm-hmm. here and not that's right. with these guys. Eagles yeah. had no one to reel them in. I think that's one of their biggest issues. You have egos and stuff like that. You're a talented team, but the issue is that your coach also has an ego, mm-hmm. and he like he. Sirianni didn't reel himself in. Like they, there was no, um, I don't know what the right word is, but just no, like just bringing it together. You know, like like take it, take a step back or whatever and stuff. They just they had no one to bring him back. What's the? Uh, well, they'll probably trade him, so it doesn't matter. But AJ's still under contract. I was, <laughs> I was listening to WIP last night. Oh, you boy. know, I was tapped in. Sure well, were. I was giving him them Nelson ratings. I was half dead last night. <laughs> Not Nelson. Gotta hear that. Nielsen. Oh. <laughs> Nelson, <laughs> Nelson. They get whatever rating. Doesn't they matter. They me. both suck, but whatever. <laughs> um, but they were talking about Bradbury, and they're like, yeah, Bradbury can't be here. So he's like a $17 million cap hit. Uh, damn. <laughs> damn. I'm looking at A.J. Brown's. Jesse, can you decipher this? He's got money he's, still. He's got a well, because yeah, they cut him. They, but this would be the year to get 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 out of it, right? Because you can't go to where because this year it's one point one with a restructure bonus of nineteen million. Mm. The following year he's due fifteen. The following year he's due thirty. He's never gonna mm. see that. Yeah, right, right. So it looks like this was built to cut him this year. They or restructure. To be honest with you, um, which that, that would kind of that would kind of speak towards uh, his behavior. It's like, man, y'all ain't even going. Y'all ain't gonna keep me around. Y'all ain't even gonna pay me. What you want me to go out there? If I got a little twinge in my knee, what you want me to play for? I gotta get ready for my next team. That'd probably be his mindset. Yeah, his salary. His 2024 salary, that's the next season, right? It becomes guaranteed on March 17th. No, that's – yeah, that's right. There's, I think there's a typo in here. Do they need to trade him? I think you would definitely try that first. 
get so this is get a this, third or fourth round. I can't figure out if this is a typo because it says the twenty twenty four. Uh, his 16.7 for the 2024 season becomes guaranteed on March 17, 2023, which means that would mean either that's a typo or it was or, or it was guaranteed last March. I think that is a typo because it's usually like the new league year right there. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. So that 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 means they're gonna they're gonna cut them or do whatever in the next two months, mm. and I'm guessing they're not gonna take that long. Right. And if and I don't. I I mean I guess you would trade for him because you want to make sure you have him. But if if you're if you're another team and you know the Eagles are going to cut him, not going to be giving up that much mm-hmm. to go get him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, and then like Jesse was talking about, I mean the Sirianni situation. Sirianni in in theory shouldn't be fired. Made the playoffs all three years. He's one year removed from winning the NFC Championship. Uh, but it's clear he's not the guy. I disagree. I think he should be fired. James Ham kind of says that, um, like talking about NBA coach, he says once you lose the locker room, he thinks you should be fired. I think Sirianni lost the Eagles. I, I agree. I think I think I, I think that's enough to get him out of there. The, he lost the Eagles. I don't think he's good enough. I mean, a lot like it's got my ears to the street. They talk about a lot of the stuff that happened last year was the the guy who left the offensive coordinator and is a head coach somewhere now. I don't know where is he in Indianapolis or something. Frank Wright. Do you want Shane Steigen? Oh, Shane. He's Colts head coach. Coach head coach. They were like a lot of that is him covering up for Sirianni's terrible schemes. Like it's it's and the data points it out. Like they even when they were winning, they didn't look good. It didn't look like they were clicking. They didn't look like they did last year. So I don't I don't think he's any good. Eagles this year they run quarterback draw with Hurts. They roll him out to the right, have him throw deep. The offensive line doesn't block, or they run the tush push. Every time I watch the Eagles, it's the same four plays every time. But there's but 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 here's the thing though, Sirianni or whatever, this is a this was a ten and one team. Mm-hmm. This was a team that went to the Super Bowl last year. This was a team that was ten and one, got caught up in all of the noise about San Francisco and Brock Purdy and what would have happened, and then got their teeth kicked in, mm. and never recovered from it. Yeah, it's hindsight now. We were talking about it earlier in the season, but were they actually the Pittsburgh Steelers from a few years ago? That team who started off hot or whatever, but just no one bought it. Yeah, but the difference is the Steelers weren't in the Super Bowl the year before. It's true. No, and the difference to me as well is, from what I can remember, I don't remember it like the back of my hand, but it didn't seem like the Steelers were in a bunch of four points or less games and were 13-0. and Like, mm-hmm. they were winning games. Maybe the opponents weren't that great, but they were winning games. I mean, you can make the argument. Everybody, myself included, everybody get caught up on the 10-1. and you can make the argument that this, the record played out about how it should have. Because just because you were 10-1 and one didn't mean well, – I was saying it at the time. I was like, they don't look right. Like, they don't look good. They're 10-1, and one, but they're winning these close games. They're getting these good breaks, and things balance out at times. They're probably like a 10- or 11-win team but just in general. Because they lost some close games too, right? But that's not – you, you, that's that's fair in hindsight, but that's not reality. Like you're you're ten and one. Your re, you your record is ten and one, regardless of whether you wind up at ten wins in week eighteen or not. How you got there is part of the story. But my my point is, if they if they finished eleven and what well, they finished eleven and six, TK in the house. They finished eleven and six, and they started eight and four. 
like we wouldn't be having this conversation. But they that's they, what I'm saying. They got the breaks the first half. They didn't get any breaks the second. They shouldn't well, have lost the Seahawks game or the Cardinals game, or or probably even the Giants. They shouldn't have lost those games. But those were the games they were winning in the first half. And if you look at the the play, you're like, this team ain't that good. Mm. Like they're not that good. They're just like they shouldn't have uh, won the Chiefs game. They shouldn't have won. Um, the first uh, Commanders the game. The Bills game. The Bills game. The first Commanders game. They gave up 34 to the Commanders in, in the OT, and because Ron Rivera didn't go for two when the Eagles couldn't stop him in regulation and went into overtime, that's where – so they had – to me, these signs were there all year long. I didn't think it would be this drastic, but we had this conversation. I was like, yeah, they're, they know how to win games until they don't. And then they just – a team that – Plays in close games and they either win or lose. Hmm. I don't. I, I don't think I disagree with. I, I don't think I agree with anything that you just said. Um, <laughs> I get your point. I just. I don't agree with any of it. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.